Hello, welcome to another episode of Unpacking Neuroqueerness. This is your host, George Muniz Gund. In this episode, I'm going to give a review of the popular Netflix TV show, Atypical, which is about uh, an autistic teenager navigating through life in his last couple years of high school and his first couple years of college. Um, so I wanted to, I, I have a lot of thoughts on this show. Um, I just recently actually rewatched it um, from all the seasons from start to end. And um, I, most of them are positive. Um, some of them are negative. Some of them are things that I feel like they did miss the mark on in terms of representation. But in general, if I had to give a general opinion, I did um, really like the show in, in most of it. So that's why I'm going to start with the positives. So what I um, one of the things I really liked about the show is how... Sam, uh, the character Sam, the, the main character, which is the autistic character, um, is non, is very, he's, he doesn't uh, represent like the extreme stereotypes that we're used to seeing. Um, he's not uh, a super high support needs, non-speaking young boy. Um, and he's not like the stereotypical savant um autistic person that you would see on a show like the good doctor like i um i just recently did a review of that show as well and the main thing that bothered me with that show is it's a very stereotypical portrayal of, of autism and um the main character in the good doctor sean murphy um, he's not really given a lot of personality by the writers. Um, I feel like his character is just made to be a bundle of autistic traits and that he's, his autism is used as a prop in the show instead of having, um, and this is the good doctor, instead of them giving him a personality. So this is what I really liked about Atypical is that they did give Sam a personality and they make him, you know, this very likable, um, relatable, even to neurotypicals, um, in some aspects, the teenage boy, you know, just very likable, you know, personality and everything, you know, not just a bundle of traits. So that was the first thing that I really liked about him. Uh, I also liked how the show has good educational value for neurotypicals um, in terms of highlighting experiences like sensory overload and um, stimming and just, you know, how these things feel like to the autistic person that's them or experiencing them rather than just like a, an outside perspective. Um, it also... It, it, it by showing these things like um, sensory overload and the meltdowns and such it 
helps um, neurotypicals perhaps be more understanding um, of what's going on. Like if they, in real life, if they see an autistic person having a meltdown, um, instead of just judging them and saying that they're, you know, misbehaving or whatever, actually understanding what might be causing that behavior, that they might be really overwhelmed sensory-wise or emotionally-wise, there might be something going on that's causing that. So I think it's it's really um, good that it can show that and be um, educational for neurotypicals as well in terms of, uh, you know, these maybe making them more, like, understanding and maybe, like, they would think twice in these situations instead of just jumping to judging the person. It also, we see um, that the main character, Sam, you know, one of the, the good things that, uh, the cool things that I really like about his personality um, is his special interests with, uh, precisely with Antarctica and penguins. Now, I won't get much, I'm not going to really get much into the details of the show because I don't want to spoil it to anyone who hasn't watched it, but... Um, Antarctica and penguins are two big special interests that the main character Sam has and um, you can see just you know how passionate he is about these topics and how how it's really a source these special interests are really a source of joy to him and you know he he knows a lot of very interesting facts about these interests and it just shows like because I have the same thing with my special interests which are aviation and weather I I know so much about I've researched so much about these topics that I can go on you know for hours talking about either one of them just because I've gathered so much information over the years and it's really uh, a source of joy and it's really a fascinating thing like I can tell people all about like what this guy is doing above them and so and with with Sam he can talk all about Antarctica and penguins and such and it's just really important to like be able to see like how positive these special interests can be to the autistic person and to the people around them instead of just treating them like abnormal fixations or you know whatever the pathology paradigm uh, likes to characterize them as now, you know, basically pathologizing all these things that are actually really positive and really interesting. Um, also, I feel like, uh, you know, like I talked a little bit about uh, just a couple minutes ago, how it it shows uh, experiences like, like sensory overload and stimming. And uh, for those who aren't familiar with the term stimming, Stimming is basically something that it's like self-stimulatory behavior. It's it's like when you're fidgeting or you know you're rubbing your fingers or something. Um, it's something that autistic people do when they're in sensory overload. Maybe they're just you know the overwhelmed by the sounds or lights or maybe there's emotions even going on in their head. Like I have that with emotions as well. Um, 
And it's kind of a self-soothing, you know, way of calming down and kind of regulating yourself. It's really self-regulating also um, for the autistic person. And we see this introduced um, from the very first scene of the show, which um, shows Sam kind of fidgeting with his fingers um, when he's in a classroom, in, in class, uh, in the opening scene as he's, you know, hearing all these sounds that may not be as apparent to a neurotypical person, you know, he's more sensitive to as an autistic person. And so it's highlighting like him, not quite, I wouldn't say sensory overload, because it's not like he's so overwhelmed, like he's on a verge of a meltdown, but like he's stimulated by those sounds. And so he's fidgeting, you know, to regulate himself and avoid, you know, becoming more overwhelmed which could eventually lead to a meltdown but um <clears throat> anyways that's a separate topic but meltdowns i did another episode on that but um you also see how he's not made out to be a burden or a tragedy to his family and that is really important um because there are shows where the autistic character is portrayed as a burden or you know there's this very tragic ableist vibe around him or her or them uh so i was really happy to see that that isn't the case with this show that they really you know gave him a a, a soluble likable personality and there's no burden vibe that like his family cares very much about him and vice versa uh, and that's highlighted a lot throughout the show. So I, I was really happy to see that. Um, and also it, it touches a little bit on hyper empathy, which is really important. This is such an important highlight, um, such an important autistic trait to highlight because there is still a very strong uh, misconception out there about autistic people not having empathy and the reality is autistic people experience empathy in different ways than neurotypicals um and that they, they sometimes experience so much empathy that it's more than neurotypicals and you know many times they'll get ridiculed or looked at weird but for actually having so much empathy but and this is highlighted a lot with Sam and um, you can see how he cares a lot about people in his family, about his girlfriend Paige, about his friend Zahid. And there are these situations where, you know, he'll be going through trouble with his girlfriend or he'll be going through trouble with his friend. And it's, it's highlighted that he, it's not because he doesn't empathize it's like he empathizes and he wants things to be better and he wants to fix these relationships but he doesn't really he just doesn't understand um, it's a neurotypical autistic miscommunication of you know what their wants and needs are and where their where the problem in the relationship is stemming from and how what to do about it and how to go about it She's just confused about, you know, like, okay, what exactly is going on? What exactly do they want? What exactly do they need? How do I support them? Um, 
And that's really, I can relate a lot to that because that's happened to me a lot in my life as well. It's, it's not that I don't empathize. I, in fact, empathize so much that I'm thinking about this person or this situation constantly. And I'm just trying to figure out how to address it. And, and there's just um, a lot of times there's a, a neurotypical to autistic miscommunication there. And it's just a, a struggle to understand that. But it's certainly not a matter of a lack of empathy. So I was really glad that through these relationships, the show does a, quite a good job of highlighting hyper empathy and helping to solve the, the stigma uh, and stereotype that, that uh, autistic people um, don't, you know, about the autistic people not having empathy because it's a very harmful stereotype. So um, glad to see that kind of um, addressed. So uh, now that I've talked about all the positives um, about this show, it's only fair that I get into what I didn't like so much, what I feel like they need to uh, do a better job on in terms of representation. The first thing I want to highlight is the failure to cast an autistic actor for the main role. I think this is really disappointing because the show is supposed to be, you know, representing uh, the autistic community uh, and, you know, promoting diversity and inclusion and they choose to not cast an autistic actor for the main role. They did end up casting autistic actors as supporting cast in later seasons, but in my opinion and in the opinion of a lot of other autistic people too, it's it makes it look it makes them look a little worse because it's like clearly they could have done that from the beginning with the main character and they chose not to and the reason why it's so it's such a problem to not cast an autistic actor um is because it perpetuates the stigma that autistic people can't be actors which is completely untrue and very harmful um I'm an autistic actor. I know of many other autistic actors out there. So it's really harmful to us when when shows choose to not cast autistic actors because it's just perpetuating the idea that autistic people don't become actors. And we, we don't want people to think that. We want people to be aware that autistic people can be actors as well. And they can be good actors. I I know a lot of um, autistic actors that I really like. Um, it's just a shame that um, they don't get as much exposure as the neurotypicals. But, um, you know, it's uh, something that isn't unique to this show. Unfortunately, you know, it's... I'm, I don't want to harp on them too much, even though they deserve to be, you know... To have this, um, to receive this this critique because I think it would have been very important to, to, to cast an autistic person. It's not something that's completely uncommon. You know, it seems to be a bit of a trend, unfortunately, with shows casting non-autistic people to play autistic characters. It's only now starting to change. 
um, with shows such as Everything's Gonna Be Okay on Hulu and Heartbreak High on Netflix. Um, but, you know, I think we still have quite a way to go. Uh, another thing that bothered me a bit and that I've read about other autistic people commenting on this as well is that Sam unfortunately wasn't given a lot of personality in the first season. He, they did, the show did a really good job of, um, developing his personality a lot more in the further seasons, but, uh, from what I gathered, that was after, uh, they received uh, many reviews from autistic people regarding the first season and expressing how they would have liked to see more personality in the character um, instead of him just looking like a, a bundle of traits. And I will say they did do a good job of fixing this later on, so I think they were very open to learning from their mistakes, which is really important. So I do um, give them kudos for that. Uh, so just final couple points, um, about the negatives, uh, the show still in some cases discusses neurotypical behaviors and mannerisms as the correct or appropriate way and the autistic mannerisms as incorrect and a couple examples of that, um, I'll give you right now in the first so in the very first episode there's a conversation uh, Sam's mom Elsa is having a conversation with his therapist Julia and the therapist Julia says that autistic people don't know how to date the right way and that's a problematic statement because it's assuming that the only the neurotypical way of dating is correct and that autistic is the autistic way is wrong for some reason in the view of the writers I guess I'm you know it's a bit of an ableist perspective um, even though it's subtle you have to really I only really picked up on this the second time I watched it um, but it is a bit problematic at least in my opinion uh, and then there's another quote by the same character uh, Sam's therapist Julia when he's uh, in a later season, I believe, when she's talking to his dad, Doug, and she, the therapist, Julia, opens up about her brother being autistic as well and having higher support needs, and she says that sometimes, she says, she said something that really bothered me. She said, Some, it's okay, sometimes we like to pretend that nothing is wrong. And that is that bothered me a lot. That that's like because that she's saying that this that her brother being autistic is wrong. Why is her brother being autistic wrong? Like that just sets off alarm bells and alarm bells in my head. Well, why is it wrong? You know, it's not that that bothered me a lot. That was the the thing that bothered me the most about the whole uh, show was that that quote. Like, we don't want this outdated idea that autism is wrong, that it's a disorder or a pathology. Um, there are autistic people out there that do prefer to view their autism as a disorder, and that's completely valid. That's their opinion. 
but I do know that the majority of the autistic community has expressed discontent with being referred to as disordered or wrong uh, instead of just a different way of communicating and experiencing things and different support needs to be accommodated rather than fixed. So that was the main problem I had with the, um, some of the representation in the show. Uh, another little thing, you know, just because I'm, you know, picking these little things and there's still way less negatives than positives. But I didn't like to see the use of the puzzle piece symbol for autism. I saw that repeatedly in Julia's office. And I saw that at the Autism Resource Center that um, Sam was a part of as well. Um, and the problem with the puzzle piece is that it was created by a non-autistic person with the idea that autistic people were puzzling. And, you know, it's the same kind of pathology paradigm where autism is viewed as the problem or the disorder and the autistic children are puzzling and, you know, this idea that they need to be fixed. And then um, it also invalidates autistic adults and kind of ignores the fact that you don't have to be a child to be autistic. Like ch autism isn't like some some sort of d disease that goes away in, in childhood. It's a neurotype that is with you for your entire life. So we have autistic adults as well. Like autism doesn't go away at, after a certain age. Autism is with you your whole life. Um, so I just don't like it when I see the puzzle piece. Um, there is a replacement for the puzzle piece that the autistic and neurodistinct community has used for a long time now. It is the rainbow infinity symbol. And the infinity uh, represents just the infinite, infinite different ways an autistic person can be because autism is in fact a spectrum with different traits to different intensities and every different autistic person experiences their own flavor of autism. And the rainbow color of the infinity symbol is to acknowledge all the different genders and sexualities and races and ethnicities that autistic people come with, autistic people come in. Like they're not an autistic person doesn't have to be the stereotypical white cisgender boy. Um, it, autistic people are all kinds of people. Um, so that's why we prefer the infinity symbol to the puzzle piece. But I know I'm getting off, drop, off topic again and I'm, we're at 23 minutes here. So I'm just going to summarize my thoughts. Um, I want to highlight again, I'm not trying to... Um, attack the show in any way because I did really like it. I did, in fact, have a lot more positive thoughts on it than negative thoughts, even though I do find it really important to highlight what they could have done better. Um, they did do a pretty solid job of 
representing certain traits, um, showing that autistic people can have personality, uh, that autistic people do experience empathy, that autistic people can be lovely, likable human beings. Uh, we're not like stereotypical robots. Um, and also, I'd, I'd want to commend them for doing a really good job of promoting the show and getting it out there because it could have very easily gotten lost among the infinite amount of options that we see on Netflix every day. And, and they did a pretty good job of making sure that uh, they were promoting it and people were watching it. So I, I do commend them for that. Um, so that's all I have to say for this one. Uh, I know it was a bit over the all over the place, but I, I hope you did get something from this review, uh, and I hope you enjoyed it. See you next time.